This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 278, The Camel's Back, How to Never Explode with Anger, and Are Some Things Too Hard to Forgive? by Mary Yuksh of GoodLifeZen.com, and I'm Joss Marie. Hola, friend, and welcome back to the show where I try and help you optimize your relationships. And real quick, I'd just like to say thank you to Canada for sponsoring today's episode. Canada is pet food made by pet people and they use the same care and the same quality ingredients they want for their own pets when making their pet foods. Go to Canaday.com slash podcast to try Canaday for free by requesting a free sample. That's C-A-N-I-D-A-E dot com slash podcast. I'm super excited to have some content from Good Life Zen back on the show today. And even better, I get to narrate two of their posts. So with that, let's get right into them and start optimizing your life. The Camel's Back, How to Never Explode with Anger, by Mary Yuksh of GoodLifeZen.com. Do you sometimes erupt in anger? The trigger can be a passing remark, and yet that small remark can trigger a major eruption. What is it that brings us to the tipping point where resentment turns into fury? I was recently reading Malcolm Gladwell's book, The Tipping Point, How Little Things Can Make a Big Difference. In it, he describes how ideas can behave like social epidemics. I was reflecting on how the fact that little things can make a big difference applies in everyday life. There are some sayings that reflect that. For example, we talk about the straw that breaks the camel's back. This implies that there is a personal tipping point. We can stand so much, but if the tiniest load is added, there is a big change. Let's take a look at resentment. Imagine that your loved one niggles at you. Maybe the meal you've cooked is too salty. You are able to bear that with a grin. Next day, he or she points out that you have shrunk their best t-shirt. You are able to apologize politely, even though your hackles are rising because you are thinking, why the heck is it always you who does the washing? Next day, he or she says that you've bought the wrong peanut butter. Suddenly, you erupt like Vesuvius. You yell, do your own bloody shopping next time. Is this a scenario you are familiar with? Maybe not, then you are a saint. Congratulations. Non-saints, please listen on. What happened was that we reached a tipping point. In my example, this led to some reasonably harmless yelling. Harmless because we can repair the harm with a heartfelt apology and some straight talking. But some people respond with physical violence when their anger reaches a tipping point. So we need to understand what brings us to the tipping point. What happened was that resentment built up until a minor occasion triggers a massive explosion. The final trigger didn't actually warrant such a big explosion. That's why our loved one will be shocked and feel that you treated him or her unjustly. But what they can't see is that within us, resentment has built up and our fuse has gotten shorter and shorter until the last straw broke the camel's back. Angry explosions can be very harmful for a relationship. Because there is such a discrepancy between the trigger and the result, our partner feels that we are unreasonable and they feel hurt. I've talked to many couples who have been on the verge of divorce. The trigger for the rift is often quite insignificant, or it seems insignificant. That's because little things can make a big difference. Let's say that you have lost your rag and have exploded over an insignificant event. How do you repair it? Here are some steps you can follow. Take a time out. Let go of resentful thoughts. Apologize to your partner. You don't need to apologize for what you said straight away. Just apologize for how you said it. You might want to say something like, I'm sorry for yelling at you just now. That will diffuse some of the tension. 
Explain why you responded to the minor occasion in such a major way. Say what has been bugging you in the last while and how it has come to a head. Use I statements instead of you statements. You are trying to get across what your experience is instead of trying to change the other person. Describe emotions, not thoughts. If you say, I feel, and follow on with a word that describes the feelings such as sad, frustrated, or angry, you are on safe ground. If you say, I feel that, you are actually stating a thought, not a feeling, and the conflict will get worse and not better. Use language of peace, not of war. For example, avoid the word but because it wipes out all of the positive things you may say. If your partner hears something like, I really love you, but I hate the way you always, they will only hear the second part of the sentence. Whereas, if you say, I love you, and at the same time, I don't like the way you, both parts of the sentence remain valid. How can we avoid exploding in anger? In a volcano, the pressure mounts because the outlet is blocked. Then, finally, there is a massive eruption. What we need to do is to let the pressure off and not wait for it to build. Speak up when you feel resentful. Exercise regularly to let go of some of the tension. Say what you like as well as what you don't like about a person's behavior. And be a loving, trustworthy, honest partner. And I actually have another article for you in a sec, but first I want to say thank you to Canaday for sponsoring today's episode. Canaday is pet food made by pet people, and it's very important to Canaday that they work with farmers and suppliers for the best ingredients. They're actually taking the first steps at Canaday Farms toward getting involved in the growing of some of the ingredients they use. All of this makes me feel really confident as I fill Billy's dish each morning and night. Not to mention, he seems to love it. I mean, he literally doesn't leave his room until his bowl is licked clean. So there's that. <laughs> Go to Canaday.com podcast to try Canaday for free by requesting a free sample. And you can get other special offers too. That's C-A-N-I-D-A-E dot com slash podcast. Again, that's Canaday.com slash podcast to try Canaday for free. Are Some Things Too Hard to Forgive? By Mary Yuksh of GoodLifeZen.com Are there things you find too hard to forgive? The following story of Peter and Linda Beale is a wonderful example of what compassion and forgiveness can achieve. In 1993, their daughter Amy Beale, a 26-year-old Fulbright scholar, went to South Africa to work in underprivileged communities. Shortly before the end of the apartheid era, Amy Beale was stoned and knifed to death by a crowd of young blacks. As you can imagine, Linda and Peter were devastated. After a while, they decided to visit South Africa to understand what Amy's life had been like. They visited Guguletu, the back township where Amy's killers grew up. As they drove slowly along the potholed streets and saw the hostile glances, they locked their car doors and hunched down in their seats. Afterwards, during an interview with CBS, Linda said, quote, I can understand how, if you were a youth living in these conditions, you could be stirred up and you could become violent. End quote. Peter and Linda then decided to establish the Amy Beale Foundation that offers after-school and vocational training to young people of Guguletu and other black townships. Meanwhile, the four young men who killed Amy were pardoned and released from prison in 1998 after serving four years. Soon after that, two of them made contact with Amy's parents. You can imagine how hard it was for Linda and Peter to meet face-to-face -face with the killers of their daughter. But when they saw how bleak their prospects were, they decided to offer help and support to the two of them. 
They started training as builders in one of the Beals programs and have since been involved with the construction company that the Beals started. It's terrific to be able to do that, Peter Beal said. It just absolutely sets me free. This story shows how powerful and healing the journey of compassion can be. Whenever I bulk at forgiving someone, I remind myself of the Beals and their journey of healing. Then I open to compassion and take the first step of forgiveness, which is stepping in the shoes of those who have hurt me. Please forgive someone today and feel the freedom of compassion. You just listened to the post titled, The Camel's Back, How to Never Explode with Anger, and Are Some Things Too Hard to Forgive? by Mary Yuksh of GoodLifeZen.com. Wow, the Beale story literally gave me goosebumps. If they can be compassionate and forgiving after everything they'd been through, then there's absolutely no excuse for me to ever hold resentment. Thank you to Good Life Zen for letting us share these uplifting posts. I'm definitely going to look at things differently in life going forward, that's for sure. But with that, I'm going to go ahead and keep this outro nice and short for you. So have a fantastic rest of your day, and I'll see you again tomorrow, where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.